This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. All right, I am your host, John Rush, Rush to Reason, KLZ 560, myself, Andy Pate, Charlie Grimes, Jordan Goodman, America's Money Answer Man is with us as well. I'm going to wait and do the question of the day here at the top of the 4 o'clock hour because I've got some answers to the survey we put out a few weeks ago on our website on what are folks doing to make changes in regards to the recession. So, Andy, welcome. And, of course, Jordan, are you with us? I assume you are. I'm with you, John. All right, so here we go. Dining out less, the number one answer, 78% have changed that. 74% are driving less. 37% canceled vacation. They're doing staycations instead. Uh, If it's not on sale, they don't buy it. That's 67%. Canceled a subscription service. Over half said that. Uh, Working more hours, 48% said they are. And I found a new opportunity to increase my wealth. Only 26% said that. I've got a few other things I'll talk about in the 4 o'clock hour. But Jordan, as you can see, people are making adjustments. They don't have any choice. Well, that's right. Uh, Charlie, can you turn off the mix minus? I'm hearing myself back. Um, Well, what's happening is the price of things is going up so much, they have to make choices. Uh, They have to buy the essentials like uh, food and fuel and rent. Yep. And uh, they have less money left over for other things. So that that's the the impact of inflation. Yeah, that that, that is what it does. I wish, <laughs> I wish we had leaders in certain places that understood what I just said because I'm not sure they really get that. Well, we just passed the Inflation Reduction Act, so inflation is now officially <laughs> over. It was easy. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. I, yeah. Jordan and I wanted to ask you this right out of the gate. Okay, we have 9% inflation, and what do we do? We spend hundreds of billions of dollars on the weather. 600, actually. On the weather. Basically. Yeah. And there's a few other pork belly items included. Now, I, I, know, I know you're not as skeptical as I am of some of those things and the, and the numbers. I'm incredibly skeptical of it. But even so, how can Amer- the American taxpayer fix the global climate? I mean, this is crazy. We can't afford this, and we're spending all this money into a system that's already hyperinflated. Well, we're going to buy ourselves out of inflation. How about that? Does oh, that good, 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 good. Has that ever happened in history, Jordan? How's that work? Uh, inflation normally gets worse when you do that. That's actually. what I thought. Okay, yes. just making sure that yes. my, my economic background and, and my thought process is correct here, because typically that doesn't work. But I would like to go through what just happened, okay? okay so we let's can do it. complain about it, but let's, let's do it. talk about the facts here, Andy, okay? No, I just want to complain. <laughs> You're good at it, but I'm into the facts. I have, okay. a, I have a skill. Go ahead. Okay, so the bill was passed on Sunday night uh, on a 50-50 vote with Vice President Harris doing the deciding Right, split vote. it. You know, yep. all Republicans against, all Democrats for, okay? 
It's now going to the House. I think it's going to be passed tomorrow by the House and will be signed into law by the end of the week by President Biden. So you may not like it. You clearly don't. You may like it. But let's, let's do the facts of what actually happened here. All right? This is about a $700 billion bill in right. total. Um, roughly $400 billion for climate change in various ways. And let me give you some of the specific examples. Um, $15 billion to retool factories to allow them to uh, produce electric cars, electric vehicles in various ways. Uh, there's a subsidy, currently a $7,500 per car subsidy for buying electric uh, cars. Uh, that was increased to, uh, you can buy a car up to $80,000 now and use that uh, tax credit. And it's for people with incomes under 150000 for an individual, up, up to 300000 for a couple. So it's expanded greatly. An awful lot of cars are going to fit under the $80,000 cap, including some pretty big SUVs and, and big trucks, actually. Um, $30 billion for solar and wind turbines and various kinds of investments in solar and wind. Uh, $4 billion to combat drought. That's something that Kristen Sinema in Arizona wanted. Um, billions for carbon capture to allow companies to not release carbon into the air but kind of pour, pour it back into the ground. Uh, various things to allow more oil drilling in the Gulf of Mexico and uh, the uh, Arctic and, and Alaska in various ways. Um, just an awful lot of stuff to improve. And you know, they, in the past, they've done sticks, like you get penalized if you do this. This was much more about carrots, about incentives to help people do things that are more renewable and energy efficient in various ways. Yeah, in other words, first of all, we're going to spend a ton of money to incentivize you with tax dollars to buy cars that dramatically increase our dependence on China because they they control, they absolutely have cornered the market on the rare earth minerals that are needed for the batteries. So basically, we are now putting China in charge of our energy policy. Uh, we're going to have more wind and wind turbines, more wind and solar, which are bang for the buck two of the worst energy sources on the planet. This is, I, I'm sick inside. I'm just sick inside. Well, I would agree with you about China. Cause they have, the rare earths, they have about 97% of the market of rare earths. Yeah. Uh, it's also uh, lithium, uh, which I think is from Chile and other places. I mean, we're going to be hopefully drilling for these things in America because the amount of lithium and uh, Precious metal, all these things are huge uh, for, for electric cars, much more than in the past. Um, I mean, one Tesla has huge amounts of lithium and things in those batteries in there. So this is going to dramatically increase the demand for those kind of things. I mean, the purpose of this is to have fewer polluting cars out there. You, you're shifting the pollution from the cars, if they're electric, to the source. pollute, to the source, to where they produce the electricity. And the mining. Um, and, and the mining to, to build those cars in the first place. That's correct. So it, 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 the visible part is the cars. So it kind of looks good that you're not polluting that way. The invisible part is some mine in Chile somewhere or some utility you don't even know where it is producing the power. Yep. In my opinion, Jordan, you know, uh, if we were to embrace oil, gas, and coal right now, we would launch America into an economic revival, the likes of which we hadn't seen in ages. What's well, not happening? Not going to happen. <laughs> no, it's not because we are imbeciles. This is so stupid. Not we. Don't throw me into that category. I, I, I will not. I mean, call the administration that's running this that, but I'm not. Yeah, this is insane. This is insane. Well, look, 
we don't even have the grid for this. And when we do create the grid, <laughs> then we, we are going to be totally dependent on China for, the, for what it takes to even maintain these vehicles. And we have decided that we're not going to use uh, oil, gas, and coal, and nuclear as the primary ways to even get the electricity. So then we decide that we want to get the electricity from the most expensive sources possible per BTU which are, you know, obviously, which are, are, are wind and solar. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Well, the other thing, too, about a really quick bottom line, I, Andy doesn't know this, but there's uh, some very, um, uh, how should I say this, in the automotive industry, there's some experts, some folks in, in that world that really feel like at best, at best, and you're going to be surprised at this, Jordan, at best by 2040, you might see 40% of the cars on the road EV, but realistic estimates are about 6%. That's by 2040. That low. That's that's inside industry experts saying that, based upon trends, what people want, what people need, what their travel habits are, and so on. So it really doesn't make any difference, you know, how much they spend on incentives. People that don't want them aren't going to buy them. Right now, it's about 3%, I think. Is that right? Something like uh, it's that. It's a little under 3 correct. I think it'll go well over 6 by that point. I think way over 6%. I don't know. Again, the guys, these are, these are people that watch the trends in the industry far better than the politicians that are out there trying to push this do. Well, this is a major incentive for people to buy these things. Yeah. And now gas prices have come down. They had been $5 a gallon. Now they're roughly $4 a gallon. But it's still expensive for people to... Uh, you know, keep at, and in the long run, I think oil is probably going to go back up again. Oil has come down from roughly 120 to about 90 now. So, but 90 is not exactly what I would call cheap. Um, and we're still dependent on a lot of foreign places because we're not drilling enough here. I mean, in the end of July, Biden went to Saudi Arabia. I think he went down on one knee and said to MBS, "Will you please pump more oil?" And MBS said, "No, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> we shouldn't be in that position." <laughs> okay. It was like he was proposing. It was like you You know, Jordan, I wanted to ask you on this because I too think that oil is going to surge back over 100. Am I alone yes. in this? or? No, it's a supply demand situation. Now, oil's gone down from 120 to 90 on right. the anticipation that demand is going down uh, because of the economy being weaker uh, because of the Federal Reserve raising interest rates. That's the reason. That the, the, the actual supply demand situation on the ground right now is still very tight. But it's anticipation that there's going to be less demand, less driving, less airfares and all that. In, you know, in some of what I just gave everybody as a answer on the poll. And again, this is just a really small poll with our listeners. I mean, this is not anything, you know, countrywide by any means. But I think, Jordan, you could take that same sampling and go across the country and find it to be the, be the same. So if people are going to you know, reduce their trips, they're going to reduce their driving, they're going to figure out how to combine trips and so on, which, by the yeah. way, they're all doing, then, yes, the demand's going to go down. A little bit. I mean, not that a lot of driving is pretty essential. You think of what trucks are doing, what yeah, airlines you, you, are doing. You, you have to realize you live in the east, we live in the west. Not really out here. People get in the well, car and just go do things to go do things. So that yeah, will change in the west. Some. It's not going to reduce demand that much. Uh, but, you know, I think oil is going to go back up again. I really do. OPEC has not really been producing that much more. We're down to about 10 million barrels uh, and a day I, And real quick, States. too, let's make sure we explain that. I don't think they can, Jordan. I, I do believe personally that, and they've even said this, they are capped. I don't think they can. Even they can if they wanted to, maybe, they can. Maybe a, maybe a half million barrels a day, something like that. That's about all they could add to what they do. Saudi Arabia is about 10.5 million. Maybe they could go to 11. That's about it. But you're right. They can't have a major increase in production. Right. Jordan, let and me add. Oh, they I'm wouldn't sorry. want to either. They wouldn't want to. 
No, they like prices the down further. Really they don't want it down. They like it where it's at. Right. So they they're happy where where it is, and you know, even though it's causing a lot of pain. The other thing in the in the oil market is the whole situation with Russia. Right. Where where their oil is pretty much going to China and India now at a discount. They're undercutting everybody. They're giving like a twenty percent discount, which we predicted on this show, didn't we? That's correct. Yeah, we did predict that. Mm-hmm. Um, now the natural gas is a different situation. They've been shutting down the amount of natural gas they're supplying to Europe in general and Germany in particular dramatically. It had been a hundred percent, then now it's down to about twenty percent, and here we are in August. They're trying to build up their reserves in Europe in general and Germany in particular to make it through the winter, and they're not going to be able to do it. No. Russia is not supplying enough natural gas, so people are literally going to freeze to death this winter in Europe, literally, because they're not going to have enough natural gas, and they can't store up enough now to make it through the winter. Mm -hmm. Jordan, by the way, toward the end of summer every single year, so I don't know why that's a new thing. But I want to look at natural gas and coal. I want to look at the prices of heating homes yep. in America, not just, not just Europe, which is disastrous. But I'm right. talking in America coming this year. What do you see coming? It's going to be okay, very well, high. Hang, hang tight. We're going to break. Okay. Hold that thought. That's a great segue. Hang tight. We'll okay. be right back. If you guys have a question for Jordan, by the way, call or text the main line, 303-477-5600. You can text as well, 307-200-8222. Speaking of cars, though, and making sure that your vehicle is well-maintained so you can get the maximum mileage out of it and length of time driving it, by the way. The longer you drive it, the more you save. KLZradio.com, 303-841-1071. Go with your gut. You know when an estimate from a mechanic doesn't feel right. Maybe they're telling you to fix a bunch of stuff you didn't even know was broken. Maybe their prices seem surprisingly high. The team at Extreme Auto Repair in Parker will give you a second opinion for free, so you know what's reasonable and what's not. They can typically beat the prices of their competitors, but they won't hold it against you if you decide to go back to the first guy. Either way, you have the peace of mind. The team at Extreme Auto Repair wants to keep you safe and help your vehicle last longer, but they never want to pressure you into repairs that you don't really need. So with every estimate, the team at Extreme Auto Repair will give you a priority list, showing you all of your recommended maintenance items in order, from most to least important. That way, you decide what you want to take care of now and what can wait until later. Free second opinions at klzradio.com slash extreme. Promises kept. Bruce Simmons, he is our reverse mortgage specialist, and we may get into that with Jordan as well, how that might work for you in the midst of all of what we're talking about with the recession and so on. 303-467-7821 or find Bruce again at our, our website, klzradio.com. A reverse mortgage puts you in control. You're getting closer to retirement, which feels a little uncertain because you don't know how long your savings will last. You do know how long you'll need to keep paying off your mortgage, though. Especially after that refinance a few years ago, you will be old and gray before you finally check off that monthly payment from your list of expenses. So you feel stuck. You can't retire confidently with a big mortgage payment hanging over your head. Your scenario is exactly why reverse mortgages exist. KLZ's local reverse mortgage specialist, Bruce Simmons, sets seniors free from monthly mortgage payments. You should be able to retire when you choose. Of course, you'll still need to pay your taxes and insurance, but eliminating your monthly mortgage payment could give you the security you need to retire with confidence. Take control. Call Bruce Simmons today at 303 467 7821 
NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Denver IT Security, where they want to make sure that your network and your people are secure so that your business stays secure when it comes to your data and the things that potentially could actually ruin your business if you're not careful. DenverITSecurity.com slash KLZ or find them at klzradio.com. Keeping your company's email system safe from hackers requires constant vigilance, meaning your staff needs to be kept aware of the signs of this threat. The team at Denver IT Security will customize a program helping to prevent mistakes that could lead to costly email infiltrations. Business email compromise or email hijacking is a growing problem. Hackers log into your email system, read through past conversations, then start a conversation with one of your contacts, pretending to be you. They may send an invoice to be paid through a wire transfer or ask for sensitive information to be provided. By changing some settings in your email software, they keep these conversations hidden so you won't even know it's happening. Some will even change the phone number in your signature, hoping the victims call them, thinking they're calling you. To learn more about this growing threat, schedule a free consultation now at denveritsecurity.com klz. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Greg with Open Range Services said, With all the things I have to worry about in a day, it's nice not to have to worry about this complex beast of a machine outside my office. BES has done a great job of maintaining it for us, and we use the heck out of it. I have had some not-so-fun experiences with office machine maintenance companies in the past. Thanks for giving me one less thing to worry about. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or have a problem with the equipment you currently have, give us a call at 303-825-5664. God. Country. Reason. Now back to John Rush. And we are back. Myself, John Rush, of course, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush. Uh, Andy Pate with us today. And, of course, Jordan Goodman, America's Money Answer Man. And you left with us a question before we went to break. Uh, let's get right back into that, Andy. Yeah, Jordan, I, once again, I want to talk about heating homes this yes. winter and what that's going to I mean, my wife and I, we're going to save a lot of money. Her half of the house is going to be very cold. Okay, so it's going to be rather hard, but she's going to wear sweaters and stuff. I'm going to keep it warm. I like to be pampered. What's it going to be like for America? I mean, I what say, are we looking at? I would say divorce in your household. <laughs> yeah, we won't that be would, doing that. <laughs> that would be the prediction. You don't want to keep her cold. That's not a good idea. No, heating oil is going to go up a lot, and places like New England and the Minnesota and so on are really going to get hit hard. Both natural gas and home heating oil are going mm -hmm. to go up a lot, and, and something you have to fill up your tank, and... It's going to be a real problem. And I mean, it's bad here, but it's going to be really bad in Europe because they're literally just not going to have supplies. Like in England and Germany and France, they're just not going to have supplies to be able to make it through. It's, it's, right now, it's just boiling over there. It's over 100 degrees in Europe, and they don't have any air conditioning for the most part. And now in the, the winter, they're going to be freezing to death. <laughs> it's not a great time to be in Europe as far as the environment's concerned. Well, and also market-wise, it's just tragic that we are not ramping up our natural gas production here in America because look at that market just sitting there waiting right. for us this way. It takes a while. I mean, to get natural True. gas over there, you need li liquefied natural gas, LNG. True. Which is, you need, there are specialized tankers Correct. that do these things, and there are specialized ports. Yep. I think we've got maybe three, something like that, LNG ports. Uh, there's one in yeah. Maryland, I think some in Houston. Houston. 
But we don't have a lot of them. No, we, we could we, use a ton we, more of those ports. That's correct. No, and we should. That's another one of those things we should be. Side note, by the way, just because you reminded me of something a moment ago that never really talked about on this program, but you would think as much of a push as we have to quote unquote reduce CO2 gases, which that's a whole other topic I'll get into in the five o'clock hour, but the reality is that's the push right now. Jordan, like it or not, that's the direction you know this administration and other administrations have gone, but yet we have an entire East Coast that runs off heating oil. We in the West, we run off natural gas, have very efficient heating and cooling systems, by the way. My question is, if we were really big on, quote-unquote, saving the planet, why have we not given incentives to retrofit all those heating oil furnaces into something more efficient like natural gas? Well, there have been a lot of conversions from uh, heating oil to natural gas. Not enough, but a lot of places have converted to natural gas because it is cleaner and it is cheaper, and it's, it's better. So just, I think in part of this bill that just is passing, there are going to be some more incentives to use natural gas. Natural gas is considered clean and green, as opposed to oil is considered dirty and unclean, I guess you'd say. So there's a lot of incentives to use natural yeah. gas. The problem is the knuckleheads that are writing that don't realize they go hand in hand. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> You're right. There are other parts in of the bill. In some cases, like you t- don't get one without the other, is my point. By the way, it's you want true. really cheap, uh, how about coal? Coal's cheap, Coal too. is cheap. Coal is cheap, but it's it's politically uh, unpopular, I guess you might, except Joe I Manchin know. in West Virginia. What do you uh, see food prices? That's a question that came in via text message, Jordan. What do you see food prices doing? Well, I mean, commodity prices have definitely been falling. You know, we've had oil go from 120 to 90, but do look at uh, soybeans and wheat and corn. They're all down sharply in the last two months or so. Hmm. So that should translate into lower food prices to some extent, but they're still too high. For an awful lot of people. So it, the, the raw costs are part of it, but there's the transportation costs to get it to the retailers. Mm-hmm. The retailers' profit margins, you know, they have to keep them up. So I would not expect food prices certainly to drop. They may rise at a slower pace, if that makes you feel better. You know what actually happened in just in the last week? Right after, like with, right after it became clear that Manchin was going to put through this deal and this was going through, virtually everything at the store went up by about a buck. Across the board, I, I was stunned. I didn't. I, I didn't see that coming because corn had been going down, and yes, and I. I'm not saying that it's direct causation across the board. I'm sure it isn't, but I was really surprised. The second that yep. went through, or it became clear that was going through. All the prices well, went up. Food, though, works a lot like oil does, as Jordan. You could explain this better than I. They are looking to the future as well. And if they, they see things coming down the pike that are going to affect what they can do down the road, earnings-wise even, they're going to make adjustments. Yeah, and that's why commodity prices have fallen. I mean, you look at corn or lumber or copper or wheat. I mean, they're down 30%, 40% in the last two months, sharply, really. Right. Um, and I think that's telling you demand is going to be going down for these things. That's why they're going down so dramatically. It just it takes a while to work its way. Just like the pump, you know, oil prices got up to 120, and gas prices kept going up over five dollars. When oil prices started falling from 120 down to 90, it took a while for them to fall at the pump. But now it is. Now we're down to roughly four dollars a gallon. So it takes a while to kind of work its way through the system. Could we see? Could we see some improvements with building with wood dropping? Uh, possibly. Lumber is definitely down, again, at the wholesale level. There's a shortage of it, though. It, it, uh, now, the real estate market has really been uh, dramatically upset by what's happened with the Federal Reserve having raised rates so much. Uh, mortgage rates went up to over 6%, and then 
people were canceling their sales contracts and builders were stopping building. I mean, it really put a halt to the, the real estate market. Now, lately, long-term interest rates have been coming down. Right. Uh, the 10-year Treasury is now about 2.7%, um, and that's what mortgage rates are based off of. So mortgage rates have come back down from over 6 to now a little about over 5, which is better than it was. It's still pretty expensive. But the housing market has really taken a hit on these higher mortgage rates and the higher home prices that just a lot of people just can't afford. So they're renting. So as a result of that, rents are going up dramatically because mm -hmm. people have no place to go, and there's a shortage of rental housing as well. So rents are going up even faster than home prices. When you just go back to the Inflation Reduction Act, which I see it as the opposite of there's, there's no way this thing is reducing inflation, let's not forget that there's a lot of also – uh, pork and or, how do I want to say this, Jared or, or Jordan? They're, they're special projects. Special yes. projects, i.e., we're going to hire 80,000 armed IRS agents thinking they're right. going to do more in the way of collections, which will then come back in and offset their own wages. By the way, I don't see that happening. I also don't see them even covering the pensions on all of these workers they're going to be hiring because they're federal employees now. They'll have a really great pension. I don't see right. any of that factored into this as, at all either. And right. I, honestly, Jared or Jordan, I just don't see. I'm sorry, I don't see the extra income. In other words, I don't think there's that much dishonesty out there for these guys to come in and, and make well, their wages. Well, they would disagree. Um, they're, they're expecting they're going to spend $80 billion on ex doubling the IRS, basically, and they're expecting four to $500 billion in new revenue coming in from it. Um, and I don't know, maybe, I mean, they're going to be much more strict about this, and they're not just going to go after high-income people. They're going after the middle class as well. Now, people do understate their taxes and do things in cash and i don't know how the irs is going to find these things they're not no i, mean, I don't see how they are they're jordan. not in and, that and, case i mean not. jordan are they thinking that they're going to get four or five hundred you know more yes. in fraud that's been that people have been uh, getting away with or are they yes. talking about their tax increases that they've factored no in? just the fraud it's not tax increases it's it's enforcement that they pe feel mm -hmm. people are avoiding taxes illegally and not reporting income and overstating deductions. Well, they the said IRS they were going to been overwhelmed. They said they were going to boost like some corporate. Am okay, I that, missing? That's this? corporate. That's a flat tax, a fifteen percent flat tax on, on the right. corporate. Now yeah. they're not raising individual tax rates. That's being un untouched. But corporate rates, yes. There's a new minimum tax for corporations with one billion or more in profits that have to pay at least a fifteen percent tax. But in the past, they've not. Amazon is probably the biggest example of a multi-multi-billion dollar company that pays no taxes. Now, they're doing it legally. They're taking advantage of all kinds of legal credits and deductions and so on, but it just doesn't look good to have a major multi-billion dollar company pay zero in taxes. So that's what that's aimed at. Okay, now wait a minute, though. They say they're trying to lower inflation. How will Amazon, what makes them think Amazon won't pass that along to us? Well, there's three places a company can get the money from to pay taxes. Customers, by raising prices. Employees by lowering by wages or benefits. Yeah, less less That's wages. Not happening. And, that ain't and, happening. And, share, and shareholders. Shareholders getting lower returns. Very Those are the three which, which that ain't happening either. So that leaves it to one thing the consumer pays. Probably. Yep, I think it will. Yeah. But I mean, it's a competitive market as which, well. Which, by I mean, the way, it just, it just goes back into inflation again, does it not? A Amazon is you know, very competitive in their prices. And a, a lot of the stuff they sell is not their own stuff. Correct. They're it's doing a third party. Third, third party kinds of things. So they don't really control those prices as such. So 
I don't know. I think it's a political thing. You don't want these multi-billion dollar companies paying zero in taxes. See, and I'm one which says I could really care less because ultimately I pay anyway. So, wh- Jordan, they could or they could go to a flat zero tax for all corporations for all I care because at the end of the day, I'm paying it anyways. So are you. Well, yes, we are, but the, the <laughs> corporations are these. I mean, think 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 you were Elizabeth Warren. This would be quite a a, a, a transformation. I can't think for like you. that. I'm not that stupid. <laughs> okay, she think you know, these big corporations are controlling everything and paying no taxes, and it's outrageous. And us little guys are getting squashed. That's kind of the the mentality here. And by the way, they did another thing, which is they're putting a one um, percent uh, excise tax on stock buybacks, which we've never had before as well. The view in Congress is that when companies buy back their own shares, they're not reinvesting in the company um, and hurting the economy. And that just boosts the stock to the benefit of shareholders, but not the economy or the workers. So they're now, every time you buy back stock, if you buy back $500 million worth of stock, you'll have to pay a $5 million uh, excise tax. So it may slow down stock buybacks a little bit. The, the idea behind it is to encourage companies to reinvest in plant and equipment and research and development and growing their companies instead of paying it to shareholders. Okay, let's talk about the uh, yield curve as soon as we come back. So, folks, don't go anywhere. Question directly for Jordan, please let me know. 307-200-8222. You can call in direct and ask a question as well. 303-477-5600. Absolute electrical heating and air is up next, folks. And, again, don't forget to ask about the quiet, cool system or anything else you need when it comes to your heating and air conditioning or electrical. 720-526-0231. It pays off to be cool when you make an investment with a quiet, cool fan system. You keep the heat away and get your money back in energy savings. You get a return on your energy efficiency when you get a quiet, cool system installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air that pays for itself with how much money you can save. Quiet, cool systems save you between 50 and 90% on your air conditioning costs. The motor inside works efficiently to pull hot, stuffy air out of the house and replace it with clean, fresh air. According to the U.S. Department of Energy, whole house fans, including your new Quiet Cool, are the most energy efficient way to cool your home. With the energy savings from your Quiet Cool installation done by the experts at Absolute, you'll be paying yourself back for years to come. Invest in energy efficiency now. Call today at 720-526-0231. Mention KLZ and you'll get a $300 rebate when your install is completed. Again, that's 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Veteran Windows and Doors, where if you want to do some upgrades and avoid some of those costs Andy and Jordan were talking about a little bit ago, give Dave a call, have him come out, look at your home, and see what he can do for you. 303-529-0720. When you first heard about Veteran Windows and Doors, you were excited about their company culture. Finally, a company that treats you like a real person, that doesn't employ pushy sales reps or the use of high-pressure sales tactics. You've worked with the big national companies that focus on making the most sales and getting their products installed as quickly as possible. And you knew, after just one experience, that Veteran Windows and Doors isn't concerned with being the most profitable window and door company. Everything they did came back to their sincere intention to add value, comfort, and energy efficiency to your home through products and installation that they stand behind. Don't pay twice as much with a national brand, only to get a limited warranty. Pay an honest price and know your investment is covered for as long as you live in the home. Contact Veteran Windows and Doors at klzradio.com slash windows today. 
or call 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. Now is the time to stand up for life. Now is the time to stand up for women facing unplanned pregnancies. Now is the time to support pro-life ministry Save the Storks. Your monthly gift will help us put more medical units, called stork buses, on the road, giving women the choice to choose life for their babies. Visit SaveTheStorks.com now and sign up to support our ministry with a gift of $35 a month. Please don't wait. Go to SaveTheStorks.com now. Does your life seem hectic? Do you live paycheck to paycheck? Do you have trouble achieving your goals? John Rush can help you get your personal affairs in order by using his 40 years of knowledge and experience in the business, nonprofit, and coaching worlds. Your business or career is an extension of your daily life, and without success in your daily life, you can't make lasting improvements to your business, your nonprofit, or your career. Get your personal and or professional life dialed in with guidance from John Rush, who is a small business owner and business-slash-life consultant. This unique offering gives you the chance to learn inside secrets of executive functioning directly from a successful professional and thought leader. The help you will gain in the planning of your personal affairs from John Rush is invaluable, especially if you own your own business. Remember, your business is an extension of you. Email John now to learn how he can help you. John at RushMediaInc.com. That's John at RushMediaInc.com. Get your life back today. Now, back to Rush to Reason. Brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, we are back. Myself, Jordan Goodman, America's Money Answer Man. MoneyAnswers.com is the website, by the way. Uh, Andy Pate with me also. Let's talk about the yield curve and the fact that it's in, it is inverted, it has been, which n- normally isn't a good thing. Is that right, Jordan? It's normally a sign of a recession to come. It's been getting more inverted, actually. Inverted yield curve is comparing the, the uh, yields of short to long-term treasury bills, or treasury bonds and so right. on. So right now, the two-year treasury is about 3.3%, and the 10-year treasury is about 2.7%. That's a pretty steep inversion, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason is short-term rates are going up because the Fed Reserve has been and will continue to raise rates. They raised them enough, another three-quarters of a point at the end of July. They've got another meeting in September, and they're probably going to raise it another three-quarters of a point then. So the Fed's very aggressive in pushing up rates to try to stop inflation. So that's the short-term interest rates. But the long-term rates have been coming down because the bond market is telling you the economy is weakening and there's going to be less demand for money. So that's why you have the long-term at about 2.7, the short-term at about 33 Every time there's an inverted yield curve like that, within six to nine months, there's typically a recession. Now, we got a number for the second quarter GDP, negative 0.9. The first quarter number was negative 1.6. So technically, we're already in a recession, yep. although no, nobody seems to agree with that because we've had very strong employment numbers. Except all of us. I mean, that, that's what's so odd about this one is we are in a recession, yet we have strong unemployment. I also feel, and Jordan, you know way more about this than I do, but I feel like uh, what the Fed is doing right now, frankly, is going to have little to no effect upon inflation. Yes, it's going to change some things on the real estate side, and it sort of already has, and maybe on the car side, although they have their own issues to worry about without the Fed doing anything, just with the chip shortage and the fact that those knuckleheads running them don't know what they're doing, but that's a whole other conversation for another day. Regardless, those two areas have already slowed down to some extent. I think they would have slowed down no matter what the Fed did either way just because of the, 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 the inflation itself. So my, my question to you is, if I'm right, 
and everything the Fed is doing now is not going to slow down inflation, what are they keep? You know, what are they going to do? How are they going to fix this? Well, they're going to keep raising rates. I mean, they, as we talked about earlier, commodity prices are falling as well, so that's somewhat disinflationary. But the numbers we had on Friday, for example, wages were up at a 5.2% annual rate, which is good for workers, but it means that companies have to pass those higher wages on in the form of higher prices. That's an inflationary uh, factor that the Fed doesn't really control. The supply chain mess up, mess up is still yep. a problem, and that's inflationary as well. They don't control you, that either. You can't get the products you need to where they need to go, and therefore there's shortages, and there's just tremendous inefficiencies in the whole system. The China COVID lockdown dramatically worsened the uh, supply chain disruption, um, and they're still in a lot of lockdown. They've got literally hundreds of millions of people in, Japan, in, in China that are locked in their ho homes and apartments that can't go out and do anything. So they're not building things. They're not shipping stuff. There's tankers and ships waiting offshore. I mean, it's a, supply chain is a mess. That's inflationary uh, as well. Um, and the, the worker shortage, now it's a little bit less. It's down to about 10.5 million right. unfilled jobs. It had been about 11.5 million. But still, the number of jobs that are unfilled um, is inflationary. Right. Companies have to pay more to get workers to get off the couch and, and get out there and working. So these are things that are beyond the reach of the Fed, and I would agree with you. Rising interest rates is not necessarily going to bring inflation down. And then on top of that, we're going to throw $700 billion more into it that they're going to print because we know we don't have it, so we're borrowing that money. So they're going, they're, they're going to print that, which, by the way, we even talked about that. The borrowing costs right now for us as a country, that continues to eat away at those, at those figures as well. So we're now borrowing to pay back the interest that we borrowed in the first place. I mean, this sounds like a disaster. If you're, if you're, if you're a corporation, you, you'd be under. You'd be broke right now. You'd be done. Well, the difference is that we can print the money, Correct. which we do. They can't. Yeah, Correct. You can't print Exxon dollars or something. Correct. You, can, you can print U.S. dollars. And we're printing a lot of them, and the U.S. dollar is still rising in value a lot around the world. In fact, it hurts our exports. But despite us printing dollars, other places are printing even more right. yen and, and euros. It's like, it's like a race. You go to Argentina or Venezuela, they just print it, it becomes worthless at a certain point. We're not so, quite So when does yet. all this madness stop? I, I mean, you can't do this forever, Jordan. You, we all it, know that this can't go on forever. It, it's in no one's interest to stop the music, let's put it that way, right? I mean, there are signs around the edge. I'll just give you some examples. China and Russia are trying to do various things to get off the dollar. They're doing trade in uh, renminbi, in, in the Chinese currency. Um, gold is becoming more of a, a currency to some extent. Uh, the whole movement towards Bitcoin cryptocurrencies. Yeah, that's that's people, not going to go anywhere. Sorry. People want to get away from the dollar. I, I, that one that one is if you have any money in that folks sell it and don't buy any more cuz it ain't going anywhere. That's my prediction. Yeah, well, Bitcoin went from 65,000 down to about 18,000. And it keeps falling. Well, now it's about 24,000. Let's come back a little bit here. But the the point of cryptocurrencies, even though they, the price of them may fall, is people want an alternative to the dollar. Yeah, well, that ain't it. Sorry, just saying. You know, and Jordan, we also have a getting getting back to job creation. Look, yes. <laughs> obviously, you're going to have job creation coming coming out of COVID because, well, duh, you you're going to need more people. But the labor participation rate actually dropped to sixty two point one, one, which correct. is. I mean, you're at the bottom of the barrel at 62.1. That's horrifying. There's and, not enough people to hire at nope. this point. And, and the people who are out there who are not working are not coming 
off the couch for the most part. Right. And 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 well, gee, maybe the, we shouldn't subsidize them for the most got, part. You've got dem- <laughs> demography as well. I mean, something like ten thousand baby boomers a day turn sixty-five and are retiring. You know, we got a lot of them now in their sixties and seventies. So every day, a lot more people are retiring who have skills, and they just don't want to do it anymore. And they're not enough young people willing, ready, or able to take those jobs. I think in many cases, not willing. Yeah, yeah, I'll say it, because nobody else probably in radio will. We have an entire generation's plural of lazy individuals that don't want to do manual labor, period. Yep. Period. Except except immigrants, and we're keeping them out to some extent. They're willing to do hard labor. Uh, and you go to a construction site, nobody speaks English on a construction site. Keeping them out? We Have you seen the southern border? It's wide open. They've been well, coming in by the droves. Yeah, well, I will tell you, though, those aren't skilled workers coming across. No. That's the Generally issue. not. No, Some they're of not them skilled. Are. Some are. I, I, you know what? I'll go on a limb here, Jordan, and say I'll bet half aren't. Well, we need workers. Let's put it that way. Not I, arguing I, I, that one. I'm just saying that southern border, to Andy's point, is open. Problem is, it's not bringing workers in. It's bringing everything but that. That's the problem. I wish somehow we could use those two million people, or whatever, coming in and fill some of those ten and a half million unfilled jobs, which are, you know, in meatpacking plants and picking grapes and construction. And we need people to do these jobs. And Americans, for the most part, are not willing or able to do them. No, willing is, is uh, willing. I think, They're a, not a willing. huge, you know, yeah. Jordan, a, able but- is, a, is, is a, you're able to do anything that you absolutely have to do. Uh, willing is the other one. That, that, that's what it is, Jordan. They're just not willing right. to. Jordan, right. quick question. I mean, I know we got to go to break here, Very so fine, maybe you can answer afterward. But what are these young people doing right now? Who are not getting jobs? I mean, are their parents just floating them? How are yes. why? What has our society done to make life so incredibly comfortable for these young people to be entitled and not work? Lots of people. I think it's something over a quarter of the people graduating college go back and live at home again. That's correct. They don't want to pay rent, so they're living at home, and and they their what jobs are remote. Their jobs are remote. They're doing their video games remotely. They're looking at their TikTok remotely. So, you know, get your priorities straight here, Andy. You know, making your TikTok look as really good as possible is really a high priority for these kids. I'm a mess. <laughs> I got to catch up. Your TikTok could do, do, use a lot of work, Andy. I, I think. There you go. All right, uh, we'll take a break. We'll come right back. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> By the way, High Five Plumbing is up next, and they're looking for workers, much as we just talked about a moment ago. They've got an apprentice program for plumbers as well. And don't forget to ask about water filtration. They can check that in your home and see what your water quality is. At all of the same time, by the way. So anything you need, high five plumbing. It's 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. You thought having a kitchen next to your garden was a fantasy. That was until you had help installing it from the experts at High Five Plumbing. They took care of your outdoor kitchen sinks and an irrigation system for your garden. You even added a new fountain so your backyard looks and feels picture perfect. All thanks to the behind-the-scenes work from the High Five Techs. You thought about trying to do the install, but you're inexperienced. And with the amount you already invested in the project, it would be a risky and unnecessary hassle. Besides, with expert plumbers who attend trainings weekly, you feel confident knowing you will be treated right and the work will be done correctly. The last step to finish your new outdoor oasis is only a call away with outdoor plumbing services from High Five. Don't miss out on the waived dispatch fee for KLZ listeners only. Call 877-934-4445 or 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. 
Golden Eagle Financial, 303-744-1128. A lot of what we're talking about with Jordan, you can get direct, immediate, one-on-one help from Al Smith. He is our financial advisor. He'd love to sit down and chat with you, which he can do. I can't. Jordan can't, but he can. He'd love to help you in all of this area that we're talking about today. KLZradio.com. Again, 303-744-1128. A trustworthy advisor who's well-equipped to manage your assets before and after your retirement is essential in ensuring the longevity of your nest egg. Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial has a fiduciary duty to act in your best interests so he cannot allow his own motives to interfere with the satisfactory fulfillment of that duty. Al knows the stress of planning for retirement and the worry that comes along with the proper allocation of your wealth. Giving you affirmation is one of his top priorities when working with something as valuable as assets that in most cases took a lifetime to accumulate. So when you place a portion of your assets under management with Al Smith, you'll know your money is positioned well. Al Smith makes you feel safeguarded from potential situations that could affect your financial health regardless of your retirement status. Make an appointment with Al Smith now. Visit klzradio.com slash money or call Al Smith at 303-744-1128. That's 303-744-1128. Our mobile estate planner, you can hear Michael tomorrow from 2.30 to 3 o'clock right before our show. Anything you need from Michael, call direct 720-394-6887. Follow the Michael Bailey philosophy to enjoy this day. Do the thing you don't want to do first. Every day, Michael does whatever he doesn't want to do first. Then he no longer has the rest of your day by calling Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner. Then you will no longer need to think about what will happen to your stuff after you die. So go ahead. Enjoy your day. Call KLZ's mobile estate planner, Michael Bailey, right now. Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. All right, this last segment we have with Jordan Goodman, America's Money Answer Man, myself and Andy. Jordan, what can folks do? And this is a big one because as I kind of went through even the the little survey we did on our website and gave you some of those figures earlier, you know, people are having to make changes. But financially speaking, when it comes to what they're doing with their money, and some may have some investments and things along those lines, what should they be looking at to maximize those things? Well, on the expense side, really keep closer track of your expenses than you might have in the past. Uh, do the classic things like warehouse clubs and coupons and search for sales and you know things like that you can mm-hmm. do to lower your cost. Consolidate uh, if you have a bunch of different places. Consolidate them into one. Uh, avoid banking fees, things like that. So there are ways you can cut your expenses in various ways. And then the income side, don't just keep your money sitting in the bank earning nothing because you can get earn decent income. There's lots of places you can invest. Uh, uh, closed end bond funds and master limited partnerships where you can get yields of six, seven, eight percent so you can increase your income with legitimate uh, business, in, in investments as well. Okay, so don't just let the money sit there. Look for those right. areas to actually save in. And, and again, folks, we give you these ideas on a regular basis as well. If there are improvements, you know, sometimes, Jordan, you have to spend a little bit of money to save some money. And I think some folks, you know, at times forget some of those things. If you can, you know, I talk about car maintenance. I'm a car guy all the time. But having your car properly maintained will save you money at the pump. Some That's folks right. don't look at it that way. They think, well, you know, I'll just get there when I get there. Well, if you do some things preventively or preemptively, to your point, even as far as the investments go, you'll end out, you know, you'll end up better on the on the backside. The problem is, and you know this as well as I, Jordan, most people don't plan that's the problem they don't they're just living paycheck to paycheck and day to day and that that's an expensive way to live actually if you plan ahead do things in general if you do things in a higher quality way 
you save money in the long run because you you, you have less maintenance and it's more efficient and just like having a house with it's not insulated and you're just heat just pumping out of it correct you you spend some money to insulate it and put in good windows and things and you're going to save a lot of money in the long run by not having it be so leaky that's kind of an analogy for yeah. your whole for, personal financial situation okay i got a question for both of you we'll go jordan first uh all the money that's being pumped into semiconductors now yes. is this going to help with the chip shortage and hence cars and things like that eventually it's not instant um but there's still a chip shortage out there what I'm concerned about is if China attacks Taiwan, okay, because Taiwan Semiconductor is the largest right. maker of Even makes it particularly worse. high, uh, the high end of chips. That would be a complete disaster for the, the chip market. We, we have about 12% of the, the world's market for chips. It used to be 35%, 40%. So we've fallen way behind. It's not only Taiwan. It's China itself. It's South Korea. It's Singapore. There are other places that are making chips that are similar to ours. And this was a major investment. The first big one is in Columbus, Ohio, where Intel is building like a $20 billion uh, chip factory and so on. We need to do that. So I think it was a good, I mean, it's, I guess yeah, you call it industrial policy. Yeah, I don't policy. have any problem with those investments. To your point, though, Jordan, I agree with you. This will help down the road, but it's not helping our immediate future. No, it takes not at all. two to three years exactly. to, to build a I, I would even say, you know, to really get these things dialed into where they've got production well and so on. I mean, you and I, you, you and I both know just putting infrastructure in and building the buildings they're talking about is a 12 to 18 month process all by itself. And you haven't produced anything yet. Yeah, and you have to do the site planning and right. the, the architecture. There's just a lot to it. These are very, very complex things to Correct. build. So I, I, it's I, five I think, years. Really, when you get down to three or four to five years to have a major impact. But it's, it's good we did it. Yeah, again, I'm not complaining. If we didn't do it, we'd fall further behind. This will benefit us. But yeah. it just, if anybody's asking or thinking, oh, this will immediately put cars on lots, no, it won't. No. Well, they, the cars are on the lots. They just don't have any chips in them. Yes. They're sitting out there. You have a good point. Un unmovable. You have yes. a good point. No, you are right on that. That's the other question for you, just kind of as a side note. I, I have asked numerous people this. I haven't gotten an answer yet, really, that I think is satisfactory. I think, I really do, I think the ma auto manufacturers are cheating. And what I mean by that is I think they're claiming finished products that aren't really finished. They're getting credit for sales that don't exist. They're pumping the stock price up by doing so. Because if you look around at any dealer lot anywhere in this country, most of them are empty. Yeah. That's where I well, do all my best parking. An, well, there's, a, there's plenty of yes. room. Yeah. I can tell you that. There's plenty of room. Yeah. It's a shame because we have a lot of demand. I mean, it's, it's pushed up the used car market in kind of unusual ways as well because people have to and, get And something. by the way, and it, and, it, and it will continue to. So any of you out there listening that think there's, there's any kind of big used car bubbles, things like that, Jordan, you and I both know – even once they have car production coming back in full force, there is a ton of pent-up demand, not from even the consumers out there, just a regular Joe driver. I'm talking fleets, rental cars, government agencies, right. and the like. I don't even know what that waiting list is like on, from, from all those individuals, but it's got to be long. And, you know, the average car is like, what, 12 years old now? Uh, almost like 13 that? now, yes. Yeah, so a lot of those cars are going to keep dying at a certain point, and people are going to, in many cases, replace them with used cars, not new. I mean, new cars is a relatively small part of the whole car market. It's what, right. like 20% of it or something like that? Well, something if you think like about that. we have, you know, 250 million cars roughly on the road, and they sell about 17 million a year. What does that tell you? Yeah, so it's, you know, relatively small portion of the, the market is the new car market, but there's a shortage of, of used cars for there sure. Is. So that's, that's an inflationary 
yeah, part. Used car prices are really Correct. whatever. And, and I, you just can't solve that instantly. You can't create a whole new fleet of nope. used cars that doesn't exist. Okay, last question for Jordan, then John. Uh, what about parts for used cars? Have Shortages. those become more valuable? I mean, yes. what do yes. we do? And scarce. I think that's why you have a lot more people stripping yes. uh, old cars. Yes, uh, correct. That, that That's a growth business, is it stripping is. old cars. <laughs> Go sure into that, is. Andy, actually. You can make a lot of money <laughs> no, stripping it, old cars. It is. Well, I do I do steal a lot of hubcaps. <laughs> those <laughs> don't exist much anymore. I do it downtown. It's those, what I do after the show. Those are pretty much a, a goner. But, you know, that's why catalytic converters <laughs> and things like that are getting stolen right and left. I don't know what it's like in your part yes, of the world. Is. But here it is, big time. The prices go up and people's yep. incentives uh, change, yes. And now we're going to do a huge new incentive with this uh, tax credit up to $80,000 for electric vehicles. Mm -hmm. So it's going to put a premium on those yeah. as well. Yeah, used car market's not coming down anytime soon. I can already tell you that. So just the way it so is. So all the things we've talked about during this hour are inflationary. The yes, they are. Labor shortage. Yes. The car thing. We talked about commodities. We talked about oil not being produced enough. We talked about housing, rents going up. I mean, this is a long-term, and it's beyond the control of the Fed. The Fed yep. thinks they can fix it by just jacking up rates, but I just don't think it's going to work. I agree. No, but we just fixed it with a bill. We did. The Inflation Reduction Act, we just yes. legislated it That's away. it. That's the answer. Done. That was easy. <laughs> yeah, get the easy button. Jordan, how do <laughs> folks find you again? Moneyanswers.com. Always glad to help you folks. Guys. Appreciate it, Jordan. Always enjoy it, sir. All right. Thank you, Have a great night. American National Good Insurance night. is next. Make sure that you are properly insured on all the things that you own, because the last thing you want is a disaster. I was reading, we get into this maybe a little bit later today, the Marshall Fire up in the, you know, Boulder, Louisville, Lafayette, you know, that, that whole area up there. Uh, you know, eight out of ten homes, eight out of ten were underinsured. I drove through that area Yesterday, and a reminder of, of what's still up there and how much rebuilding has to go on. And there's no reason, by the way, folks, especially in those types of neighborhoods, to be 8 out of 10 underinsured. That's a mistake of the homeowner, in my opinion, not us, the taxpayer. But, hey, call Paul today, my insurance agent. Make sure that you're properly insured. 303-662-0789. Every time you use insurance, it costs you down the road. Paul Owenberger of American National Insurance rewards you when you make responsible decisions. When times get tough, the first thing people want to do is cut their coverage. Cut back too much, and it'll cost you more than you thought you were saving. Paul Lewinberger's rebate program incentivizes you to delay gratification. When you don't make a claim for three years, you'll get a rebate. He'll make sure you're properly covered so that when you need to make a claim, you'll have what you need to be made financially whole again. When you're reliable, Paul Lewinberger gives you some money back. When you're facing economic hardship or otherwise, get properly insured with Paul. You'll get a return on the money you invested in your financial stability. Work with Paul Lewinberger. Call 303-662-0789. Call Paul at 303-662-0789 for home and auto insurances that save you down the road. We don't yell at you. We inform you. Now, back to Rush to Reason. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Myself, Andy, and Charlie. And again, if you want to get a hold of Jordan outside of the show, you can sure do that. He's got a lot of money-saving tips on his website as well, moneyanswers.com. We come back, hour number two. We're going to talk about, of course, the, uh, the, the raid. main topic, the raid at, uh, at uh, Mar-a-Lago, Trump's home from the FBI. Wow. And we'll get into that here in this next hour. And... Uh, lots of thoughts on that. We will dissect, you know, some of the things that I've been thinking. You know, Andy's got some thoughts on it as well. Uh, I will just give you a little teaser and tell you that I don't think the Democrats even realized what they've done 
and the arrogance this shows. I'll explain what I mean by that when we come back here in this next hour. But to me, this is just the utter show of arrogance, and it's a slap in the face to the rest of the hardworking Americans that are out there paying their bills. I'll talk about that along with Andy here as soon as we come back. Don't forget, if you miss any of our shows, any of our programs at all, any segments even, you can go back and listen to those. Producer Andy does a great job of segmenting those all out, or you can see them on our website, rushtoreason.com, this last hour included. But you can catch this next, this last hour, by the way, from 6 to 7 p.m. if it's close to 7. Thanks for listening. We do appreciate it. Otherwise, we'll be right back. Hour 2 is next. Myself, Andy, this is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.